Hey, everybody. Jesse here from Flyers Alley and OC Sports Network. Want to rep our new sponsor, Sterling Pig Brewery out of Media, Pennsylvania. Right now, I am drinking the Snuffler IPA. Literally, their flagship easy-drinking IPA with hoppy notes and citrus and tropical fruit. Let me tell you something. This thing goes down smooth. It's great for a pound session, and it's great for a good Flyers game. Guys, go to www.sterlingpig.com. Go into the store, pick up some of their merch, pick up some of their beers. Have a great night. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Flyers Alley. I'm your host, Jesse Bell, the Admiral, Jesse from Delco, whatever the fuck you want to call me this week. Uh, I'm just going to say this right now. There will be some pretty serious parental advisory on this episode. So if you have your kids uh, around while you're listening to this, get them the fuck out of the room. Get them off your headphones because it's going to be a good one. Uh, Along with me, always in the alley, Gummy Wade. What's going on, brother? How you doing? Uh, I'd be doing a lot better if uh, this organization wasn't run like fucking idiots. Yes. yes. And now you know, I, I don't usually torch. But, uh, yeah, I'm not going to be in a press box at all for the rest of the season. And, uh, yeah, so it's going to be a fiery one. Uh, with that being said, um, like us on Facebook at www.facebook.com slash Flyers Alley on Twitter at Flyers Alley Pod 1, and Instagram at Flyers Alley. Also go to www.oldcitysports.com. Check out our, all our good articles and shows, links to all our shows. Uh, yeah, so everybody go do that. Also, <coughs> um, Facebook.com slash Ice Wars International, Twitter, and Instagram at Ice for www.iwifights.com. They just announced what's going on here. May 21st in Enoch, Alberta, Canada, at the Cree uh, Casino Hotel. I, I can't remember what it's called. It's a whole thing, but it's going to be serious. There's going to be a, another big announcement of one of the fighters that is going to fight. It's going to be pretty cool. Um, we know, so friend of the show. Um, not, I can't release anything else. But um, with that being said, um, it's going to happen. May 21st, go to Iceworks in Aston, PA. We'll get into that when we uh, you know, do our little ad for ice work but how's your weekend going what's 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 going on anything anything good uh i dive back into uh watching the series gotham oh, i was gonna do the same thing because i never finished it yeah i'm in the second season now i think me and lynn's dropped off in like the third did you finish it no i'm still me in neither. the second oh right, so. so you so that's as far as you made it yeah, like every time I went to watch it, I'd always go back to the first season, and then like it's kind of slow, so I just I fell out of watching it. So I was I was real tempted. I asked my brother Matt if Matt Bannon if he wants to go see the Batman tonight because I was, I have literally like twenty three movie tickets, and uh, he was like, my wife is like nine months pregnant. Go fuck yourself. <sighs> um, that being said, me and Charlotte Bell had our first, uh, her first hockey game last night. Let me tell you something. If this kid isn't related to me, I don't fucking know who is. Like, <laughs> I, I have a video, but it doesn't do it justice. She's literally chirping this dude up. 
and this guy is just this pompous weirdo totally from, from the actual city of philadelphia but like the part where no one wants to admit they know people from uh he's got like this scarf on like this peacoat i do own a peacoat but it's really cool looking and it's not that guy but um he just he's, he's trying to pump the crowd up and he knows everyone's looking at him he's just being a pompous douchebag and charlotte just goes what's wrong with that guy so the guy's walking by she's waiting for her cotton candy and the guy the guys walking by like you're weird looking i'm like what are you doing <laughs> so the guy turns around she's just like you're weird looking and the guy looks and looks at me and i'm like please just just i i will i will throw hands in front of my child and he just he went and sat back down i got a video of him sitting back down i was just like but first game she got everything she wanted she wanted uh, cotton candy. She wanted uh, her her first uh, her own first soda. I uh, got her. Oh boy. Yeah, yeah. Oh, dude, it was an absolute sugar fest. Like, <laughs> um, um, she got her own Coca Cola. She got her own icy. She got cotton candy. Like I said, she wanted French fries. She wanted chicken fingers. We got a big thing of pizza. The big Lorenzo's pizza sucked. Mm-hmm. It was fucking horrible. It was really? absolute absolute dog shit. <clears throat> yeah, it was good. Was wow. good. But so you know. Second, the uh, middle of the second period comes. She looks at me. She goes, Dad, can we go to the store? I'm like, sure, but if we go, we're, we're out of here. So we go down. She won puck, pucks. So she got, let's take a look. I got them right here. She got this one, which they're actually really good ones. She got this Bring It the Broad one. Nice. Right? Which I'm, I'm a big fan of. Uh, she got this gritty one, which she already has one, but it's gritty. So they're like $5. Nice. And my personal favorite, which I think you'll like as well. I know our buddy Frank Molusky will like this one. Is this one? Nice. So you can like write Frank's name on there, write whatever you want to do. It's I, I'm, I was a big fan of that. They're five dollars. I didn't, I, you know, I wasn't able to do the press thing, so um, came out to twenty bucks. Okay, what are you gonna do? Ended up yeah, spending eighty-one dollars altogether. Wow, you got out of there on, for under hundred bucks. Yeah, if, well, parking was free. Hey, Mr. Bell. Uh, anyway, uh, but yeah, it was really cool. I got some cool videos. She was hyped when uh, McEwen and uh, uh, Simmons went at it. it was... but, uh, Simmons, Simmons, went yeah, in yeah, he went in on him. Uh, I did find out that Charlotte's favorite player is Kevin Hayes. Really, pretty cool. Yeah, I, I pretty cool. I, uh, whenever he came up on the screen, he's like, That's my favorite player. I'm like, What? All right, well, we can do that. Um, but yeah, cool weekend for me. Cool dad moment. Yeah, yeah. maybe maybe it's here too. Just gonna just say, um, mm-hmm. the pictures are up on Facebook and shit. It's really cool. It was really cool. Uh, I can't wait to do it with my youngest. <sighs> but with that being said, let's get into some alley talk. So, not a good run here. Not, not a good run. Not a good run for the Flyers. Um, so, the Flyers lose to the Nashville Predators. I guess I should do the ad research. Um, yeah, this segment of Alley Talk is brought to you by uh, Body Check Wellness. Go to www.bodycheckwellness.com. Use promo code OCS in all caps for 25% off your CBD needs. They work. They work for our dog. We have moved on to Trazodone for the dog because it's just he needs he needs the real deal. Um, he's a fucking nightmare. So, um, yeah, he's a fucking nightmare, dude. Not a control. 
he's, he's got a bar. He's one. He's he's. Uh, I don't even want to get into it. He's got a fucking bark and everything. When the baby's sleeping, he's like, "Yeah, it's time to fucking rage." Um, <laughs> that being said, you'll you'll understand that. You never fucking. That's gonna wake up fucking dead. You get it. You'll hear mine. You'll hear mine soon. Not um, Flyers lose to the uh, Nashville Predators five four. I I I I thought we had this game. I really thought we had this game. It was a good one. Greg Montour says, "Laugh out loud." I don't know what you're laughing at, but I love it. Um, probably your dog being all skitzed out. <laughs> I'll get him. He's over on the couch now. He 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 calms down when I'm doing my thing. Um, so let's just roll through this real quick. Scoring summaries. First period, we got. Travis Sanheim assisted by Frost. Uh, Joel Farabee assisted by uh, Atkinson and JVR. Um, and then they come back. They score a couple times in the second. We got Max Willman unassisted in the second. They just went on a fucking tirade in the second period. Uh, you know, I guess his name's Trennan scored twice. Coonan scored once. Uh, third period. Wait, that's. Is that the third period? Oh my god! Oh my god! And then Forsberg scored, and then JVR scored again, assisted by Connecting and Connaughton, and then Janot, who uh, I believe, who, what's his name? Was that Sealer? Someone, someone dropped the gloves with, with that guy. Sealer. Yeah, Sealer did very well, very well. Uh, but no, no, that was that was not. Was it Sealer? No. I'm thinking Sealer was the Minnesota game. Yeah, he was Delorier, which did very well, by the way. I'm a big fan of that. I mean, he took he took more of the beating, but uh, he dished he out a lot. But he opened up the other guy. So yeah, so that's depending how you call fights, you know. <clears throat> I, I'm thinking it is a win. Um, whoever, I'm going to say that it was probably McEwen. Uh, he probably beat Janelle. Whatever, whatever it is. Wait, no. Oh no, you know who it was? It was uh, the new guy. It was Hodson. Remember, Hodson got he got tuned up. Yeah, Hodson got tuned up. Oh, my sound effects. Yeah, sound effects are great. We, we got more. Don't worry, Brick. I know Greg's a huge, huge fan of the, of the sound effects. <laughs> so am I. That's what I do. Um, <clears throat> yeah. Um, Hayden Hodson actually uh, went up against. Um, That's right. Now yeah. I remember. It's messed up. It's a little messed up, but um, yeah. I mean. It, it it's an example of you know we, we were we were at at the beginning we were ready to rock and roll and then you know you you saw, you saw what happened there the wheels so, fucking fall off yeah um and it, it came quick too it wasn't it wasn't you know that whole second period like I just said the the, the chart was that big they just they 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 boom, they boom, came boom. at us yeah um now the score oh hey buddy. The, um, <laughs> the the shots on goal were thirty five to twenty three. Them um, face offs were won sixty percent by to forty. Power play no one. It was dead even. Um, the hits were thirty two to twenty nine. Them block shots eighteen to nine. Us giveaways we had eight. They had nineteen. Uh, takeaways we had nine and they had eight. So um, yeah, it's just it's unfortunate because like this would have been another. It doesn't matter at this point because we're obviously we're. Um, mathematically out, which is funny because you called it like the other day. Well, I think they should have called it like three games ago. They should have, but the, technically, if they went on a tear, won every game outright. And if uh, 
whoever's in the last place of the wild card lost every game out. I don't even play with my emotions. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so it, it's a tough one. I mean, from now How on, like, like good. How about that Roman Yossi? What? His overtime winner? Ah, oh, no. Come on. He's like gonna be the Nor- yeah. He's, he's going to be the Norse fucking winner this year. Oh, you think so? He, oh, yeah. I'm okay Blocks, with that. points. I'm all okay right with that. I think, he's, I think everybody's thinking uh, Kale McCarr. Is that a, am I saying his last name? Right? Yeah, McCarr? yeah, McCarr. Yeah. Everybody thinks that he's going to win it because uh, of the points that he put up as a defenseman, which, you know, as a defenseman, you should be more of a defenseman, not just offensive. I think, you know, there should be another uh, another trophy for offensive yeah. defensemen, but um, good point. Those yeah. two would be my my uh, my two one and two picks for the Norris Trophy. Everyone's high on uh, on on McCarr. I am I am I am too. He's he's a great player. Oh, yeah, but Yossi is is seasoned and he he deserves it. I agree with you with that as well. Um, I don't think Nashville and that overtime went that, that, that didn't help. Yeah, and I don't What's think that? Nashville will be where they're at without Roman Yossi. I they're definitely Colorado, a team like that. Colorado can can win games without McCarr. Yeah, I, I think that's a that's a hot take, but I think you're right though. I do think you're right about that. Uh, and I'm and I'm, I'm a that, fan. I'm a fan of both teams too. But uh, yeah, that's a good point though. That's it's the difference between the teams. I mean. Uh, if you really look at uh, Nashville and you look at uh, the Avalanche, the Avalanche are stacked more with talent than, than Nashville. Not get, oh, taking yeah. anything away from from Nashville, uh, you know, but they're they're kind of like the Flyers. Um, if you take one cog out of the machine, it fails. So I mean, I, I do agree. With, that's a good take. I do agree with that. I'm gonna quote you on it, and then you can you know, you know, deal with the fucking people on Twitter because you know they're all assholes. Come on. Um, <laughs> Oh, the worst, worst idea they could fucking ever have. Um, so then we get absolutely shellacked by the Minnesota Wild, which I, I thought this was going to be a good game, but I, we definitely, I, I, we definitely said we were going to lose this one last week. Yeah, they they got their shit together. They're they're rocking and rolling here. Um, four to one, Wild. Uh, Matt Dumba, Caprio Capri Sun scores, and the Krill uh, the thrill. Yeah, I like I like I got so much I got so much shit on Twitter for calling him Capri Sun. <laughs> That's not his name. Are you fucking kidding me? Fuck that are Russian. You, are you kidding me? Like I, I know that. I like him. I'm a big fan of him. He's he's, he's <laughs> I know. Um second period, Jordan Greenway scores, Kevin Fayala scores, uh third period, Morgan Frost unassisted. Way to show up at the end of the season, buddy. Um it's yeah, just it's, he's been he's been getting his shit together as much as I harp on him. But was it this ooh. game that he had a fucking he was on a rip? He it could have been beat, this game. He was up. They're all running together now at this point. But um, yeah. <clears throat> one of these games, I do believe it was this one. He um, he was in their zone, and there was their entire team was on him, and he was juking the shit out of all of them, and he almost scored. It may have been that he may have scored. I don't know, but I, I I never I've never seen him play like that before. Whatever he ate that night, whatever kind of tacos he was, you know, eating that night. Yeah. But repeat. The, the, <laughs> repeat, yes, yes, repeat. 
Um, I mean, the, the shots on goal, 37 to 33. Uh, face-off percentage, 59 to 40. Power play, they scored on a power play, but so did we. So it was 1-3 and 1-4. So, obviously, um, pims don't matter. Hits, 19 to 15 for them. Blocks, 14 to 10 for them. We had four giveaways. We had six takeaways. So, like, the game was theirs. I mean, it just was. I mean, yeah. we don't we don't talk about it on paper much, but that, that's what this was. They, they came out. They did the deed. Even it's the just, eye test, just watching the game, you could just tell that Minnesota was fucking armed for bear, ready to go. Yes, yeah, Flurry, Flurry's back. Like, the difference between Flurry with 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 Minnesota and Chicago, I, you knew it was going to happen, dude. You knew it was going. I knew, I knew it was going to happen. I mean, I think Chicago should have traded him out of there a long time ago. Once he knew the player didn't want to really want to even want to play or be there. Well, that's that's the difference between such a desperate team, like oh, well, he's gonna. He's going to get us there. He doesn't even want to be there. <laughs> He's yeah. not going to get you anywhere. And he was getting torched. He was doing it on purpose. Not when the, play, when the, the player said, when a player says that I'd rather retire than go to play for your organization, that's saying Vimes. That speaks Vimes. I can agree with that. It does. So. It definitely does. Um, and then last night, like I said, we're me and, me and the young one were at the game. Uh, six to three ends up being... Um, why am I not? Why is not going? Um, yeah, they lose six to three. Uh, it it looked promising. They're they're ripping it at the beginning, and then it just, dude, it was like fucking wildfire. <laughs> That's why. Yeah, no offense, I'm not sitting there, and my kid's not sitting there. Yeah, you know, we're hitting the store. We're getting the cotton candy. We're fucking rolling. Yeah, okay? not to mention I went out the wrong exit, got lost, went to the spot I thought my car was in, and there was no car there. So I immediately was like, Oh my god! Oh my god! <laughs> But uh, who the so, hell would um, steal my car? I was like, are we in a tow zone? Like, I park here every game, but that I usually come out the media entrance. Yeah. This time, I went in, in the other side, and I came out the media entrance, and I was like, um, but with this, like I said, uh, kept no, there were no goals in the first period, which and we were out shooting them. Yeah, I believe I believe we were out shooting them. I think Toronto only had like six shots on net out of the entire first period. Uh, we had a ele- it was eleven to six first period. It was it's crazy because Charlotte thought so. Other people thought were so impressed by Charlotte because they were like, "Oh, she's really she knows the game. She's reading the 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 tele the, the prompt, whatever the fuck you want to call it, the big screen." Mm-hmm. And it was saying like shots on goal. She's like, "Oh, eleven to six. They're like, "Oh, she knows her shots on goals. Like she thinks that's the score." So like. I didn't say it because I'm like, yeah, she's savant. She's next, you know. But uh, <laughs> yeah, first period eleven to six. Uh, second period thirteen to twelve. Um, and then this is where it took off. Uh, it was ten to eight, and but we still beat them. Shots on goals thirty two to to twenty eight. So I mean, the total game. But yeah, the power play. No one scored on the power play. They beat us in hits twenty one to nineteen, which I thought was a little weird. Uh, block shots 15 13. Them, I don't know. We beat them in hits 21 19. So I read them a bit, but it, it just wasn't it wasn't a good game, you know. It just it just wasn't. It just died. It died yeah. literally at right the end the of the second period. period. Yeah, yeah, it just died. And then you know, so you get Hayes scored in second period, then Simmons comes out and scores. Uh, I don't even know how to sp- pronounce that guy's name. So and then Proveroff scored, and then Proveroff scored again. And then obviously our boy Zach McEwen. 
Um, absolutely. Can't win them all. Can't win them all. All right. Can't win them all. He, he was on a good run, though, dude. He's <laughs> on a good, good run. We'll, we'll give him, we'll give him 80 and one. I'll give him 80 and one. How about that? Maybe, maybe, uh, Simmons had that little extra anger behind the punch dude, wearing his number. He was hauling, dude. That one uppercut, I was like, oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. <laughs> That's like he never ceases to amaze. Simmons has still got it. That's awesome. But yeah, it is what it is now. This is this is the deal. So I mean it brings us to let's see. We are now 21, 36, and eleven. Mathematically out. So now it's yeah. just fun at this point. Um cool thing is though, Flyer signed Noah Case to entry level contract. Um <clears throat> for a lot of people that don't know anything about this guy, um, you know, I got something right here um he was drafted uh fifth round 137th overall 2017 um my thing is is that he world juniors um what was it championship he had one goal two assists three points and it was a plus minus two and in this year's olympics uh was one goal one point uh plus minus a two so like he is very ventured and you know seasoned, um, and they showed some clips uh, from him from the University of Minnesota Duluth on, on the big screen and all that. He's a big body kid. He's not that big, um, you know. He's six one, one hundred and seventy nine pounds. Um, he's got the bulk up a little bit, but he had uh, no no goals obviously last night. It was his first game. Him and Rodney uh, added. Uh, it was a negative one. It's first game. I mean, you can agree with that. It's first game. No big deal. Or are you, are you uh, gonna not agree for Kate's? Yeah, Kate's. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So that's cool though. This guy gets his. You know, I don't know if that was his first game. I don't think that was his first NHL game. I think he's played in preseason before. Uh, so he didn't get the the same attention that uh Ronnie did. Um, so along with that, you know. The flyer sign, uh, Ronnie Adder do a entry level contract, and he is a defense, a right handed defenseman, uh, 23, 6'1, 208 pounds, um, from Western Michigan. And he was a negative four last night. Um, he was a negative what four, negative four. Not that I, so, not that I, pray, not that I pray on that. So he that benched a fucking veteran. There we go. It's coming. It's coming. Don't worry. It's coming. Now remember that number. Remember that number. I, I'm, I'm going to be, I think, you know, how you told me how I was going to be a fan of um, Broussard. Broussard. Yeah. Broussard. Um, I think that we're going to be a, a fan of um, Adderd. Um, but yeah, um, good on both these kids. I'll, um, you know, it is what it is for the second. Um, it's the end of the season. I, I want, I want the kids to play. I don't think they're going to bring Allison in. I don't think that's going to happen. Um, we'll get on to the, you know, our our Phantoms report, Periscope down a little while. But um, yeah, I mean, it's just at this point, you just need to let the kids play and let let the people that have been hurt for a while, like our boy Nate Thompson, return to the lineup. Um. I just, I just don't understand the hatred, you know, um, with because with, people look at his age. That's what it is. 
Even um, though he looked he looked faster than fucking most people out there. He was zipping around, bucket off, no helmet, hair all over the place. Just I, I love Nate Thompson. You can't even. Um, no one's convinced me. It took me so much of of effort to not just start ripping people today because I was like, you know what? Sunday fun day after the show today. Had had a cool interview. Talk about that in a little while. But um the the media is is fucking unreal right now. And actually it's more of the fan base. Uh not really the media. The fan base is so fucking ignorant right now. It's unreal. Um with that being said, Nate Thompson returned to the lineup versus the Leafs. The great veteran leadership. I'm just saying. I mean, I don't know. It's it's. It, I'm I am holding back, but it's just I don't even know what to say at this point. It's just mind blowing. Like, if the Flyers could trade one thing, I don't think it would be Yandel or Thompson. I think it should be their fucking fan base. They're just they're just so stupid. They're just especially this mcknight dude on twitter and i know you're watching right now because it's live on twitter i know you're watching right now it's just just shut the fuck up dude like some of this some of the shit you say and then when i come at you you just put a gif up like what are you five it's just and and the thing is is every time i tag nick thompson something he likes it and he acknowledges it why don't you ever tag him in something Are are you afraid is that what's happening are you, are you are you afraid of that? Because I I don't do that. I do it to Paul Bissonette all the time. It's just I don't know. I don't know. It's what it is. Rant over. Would you would you like to step? Would you like to? I mean, we, we're going to get into it about the you know. Yeah, just wait. I, I want you to wait. Can I just building up? You're building up. No, we got to We got to rip the uh, organization. It's going to happen. I got something for it. Uh, Greg Montour. They're morons. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just don't let me right. I, lo- I love that. <laughs> That'll never go away. But that's what we got for uh, Alley Talk. Let's get down to our Down the Well segment. Uh, this segment of Down the Well is brought to you by Iceworks Complex and Aston PA. Um, like I said, we are going to be broadcasting Ice Wars on May 21st. Uh, it does start at 4 o'clock. I urge everybody to get there early. Get your seat. Um, if you are going to pay ahead of time, definitely hit my Venmo up. It is active. It is not destroyed like it was a couple months ago. Um, let me know. And if you're going to pay at the door and you want to save a seat, message me. I'll write you down on the list. But it's only 50 people are going to fit in this thing. Um, 10 bucks uh, to get in. Cash bar. This POS system is going to be bringing up some uh, some food and such. We got a, we I hired a uh, Bartender, it's gonna be, it's gonna be sick. It's not gonna be like it was the last time. Wait, um, I, I talked to Scott Fletcher. He's, he's he's all over it, but um, it's gonna be a good time. Definitely, it's a Saturday. It's four o'clock afternoon on Saturday. Come on, dump the kids off at the grandparents. Get over there. Get a load on. Let's get fucked up and do some crazy shit and get weird. Anyway, head on over twenty first. Um, so the Flyers versus the Rangers Sunday today. What's today? It's seven o'clock. Um. We're going to chalk this up as a what? Loss. It's going to be a big L. At this point. There's a couple boos in there. I heard that. There's a couple boos in there. Um, I agree with you. There, I, I feel like every team we're going to play that's a contender is just revving up 
to just fucking like just it's gonna be a very interesting uh playoffs. I'm very happy that our season is ending and we will get a break. Um until like I guess the the draft. We'll come back for the draft. When's that June or July? Got it. Ah. It's sometime in there. We'll figure it out. <laughs> we'll figure it out. I do hear sometimes though, uh I know uh Lance Green from Flyers Nitty Gritty last year was um had the chance if the, the Stanley Cup went to the seventh game, he had a chance to cover it. So if that is the case, the Admiral will bring the ship back. Um, but I wouldn't count on it. It is. We'll see. We'll see what happens. Um, yeah, this is going to be a loss today. Uh, I'm leaving here. I'm putting the stuff up, getting a hold of our guy, uh, Andre, that I just did the interview with. And uh, I'm going to get shellacked. Sunday fun day. Don't care. Don't eat some pizza. Getting stupid. That's right. Um, That's what I'm planning. Get some pizza. Oh, some people. Where are you getting it from? Uh, this new spot that opened up in Linwood. Um, I've been hearing good things around the corner or across from Richmond's corner uh, pizzeria. I've been hearing good things. They are known as Paris Pizza. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Okay, so I could debunk that. That shit's horrible. I don't I'm know. The last time, last time I had their pizza was good. So Paris Pizza? No, the corner. Okay, so it might be. I, I see what what I saw was Paris Pizza's delivery van. Oh, okay. with all the wrap parked mm-hmm. outside it, so they could be buying supplies just from another place. But I think it's their second business. That that location has been just like a, a, a turning wheel. Like it's just the, the turnover rate was unreal. The uh, so like the hoagie house wife, at one point or something. Yeah, it was the hoagie house for like a week, and then it just went under. As soon as they got their 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 sign up, it, they went under. I was telling my wife, actually, it was her idea. Instead of it turning into a sandwich place or pizza shop, because our area is fucking full of them, Tons. turn it turn it into a ta- uh, taco stand. You don't even know what that right? would do to me. You don't even know what that would do to me. Come on, I'm all about that. It's it's small. I mean, you fucking you throw a couple of benches out there in that small parking lot for it's, people. It's to got a ramp for for handicap. You know, it's just yeah. It's just a shitty location. It is. And Richmond should just stop selling food and they'd be fine. But Richmond's food is actually pretty good, too. Just basically. Uh, I miss my Dairy King that used to be there. Oh. I haven't been there since they changed. So. Love that. I love Dairy King. I used to love that. To <laughs> that love wasn't Dairy down King. the well. That was, that was a segment of down the street. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love that. That place is the best. Anyway, let's bring it, let's bring it back. No more, no, no more of that. Um, yeah, we're gonna say this is gonna be a loss tonight, seven, seven o'clock Eastern. Yeah, we'll see what happens. Um, speaking of Rangers, though, uh, me and Charlotte's second game is in two weeks against the Rangers at on a Wednesday at seven o'clock. So we'll see how that goes. Because home game, or what? are you going up to New York? Home game. Okay. Well, I'm not going to New York. My the only time you see me in New York is Christmas time. Just take the train. I'm not taking the train. I'm not putting my kid on the train. You go put your kid on the train, dude. I've been. On, I grew up on a fucking train. Yeah, I've I've grown up a lot of places. Would I bring my kid anywhere near those places? Hell no. Hell no. Anyway, we got this. This is an interesting thing. We got uh, the Blue Jackets Tuesday and Thursday at seven o'clock. One home, one away. Um, I is think Voracek these are. What? What's that? Is Voracek uh, healthy? I'm not. I don't know. He's on the flyers. I'm looking for it. Yeah. Um, I know. The only one I follow is Simmons. I can't. It's, 
He's the only one I care about. Um, I think these are two wins. At least one. At least one. At, at least one. They're in, they're in, they're in shambles <laughs> as well. So yeah, I but mean, they're uh, can't even say their goaltending's better because. Elvis hasn't been playing that good, so. Oh, I know. I have more fancy. It's, it's a, I mean, it's Hart, Hart, Hart's actually playing pretty good. It's just the team around him. It's funny that you say that because a lot of people are like, well, Hart's playing like shit. I'm like, are we going to do this again? Are we, we going to do this again? He cursed in post-game last night. That was great. Did he? Yeah, he said, he said oh, you know, it was a shitty, shitty bounce. I was like, oh, my God. Did you see? Look on Twitter. I I yeah, yeah. yeah. On my, on the uh, on my Twitter uh, at Jesse from Delco, if anyone's interested, um, I posted one with Hayes, and that is moving. Yeah, dude, he's not holding back, and was kind of doing what you're about to do in the next couple segments. Um, yeah, I think we're gonna go at least one, uh, two points out of this little little double double header here, and then we got the Flyers versus the Ducks on Saturday uh, at seven thirty. This is a win. This is a win. And let me tell you why this is a win. Because Troy Terry just got his ass kicked by Jay Beagle, which I do not. And I'm going to predict this right now. The announcers of the Anaheim Ducks are now fired. Probably. They will They will be fired for their statements. You, you don't say just because the kid does the Michigan and does he did a lacrosse thing uh, and scored. That doesn't mean Jay Beagle could just grab an all-star player and beat the shit out of him. That's not okay. I mean, I love fighting. But, like. What do you mean? The announcers, you didn't have to say that. You didn't have to yep. say anything. You could just let it go. But like, oh, well, you know, if you're going to do that, get ready to get punched in the face. I'm like, Ex- excuse me? Like, yeah. so what you're saying is, is, is now if someone does something new, your all-star is getting his orbital broken. Now, if Nick Delorier didn't get traded to the uh, Minnesota Wild, that would have never happened. Jay Beagle. Do you remember when Jay Beagle got fucking go- – uh, Completely put to sleep by Aaron Ashel. Anyone remember that? Yeah. Same. Same. Jay Beagle, if you had a Twitter, I was going to tag you. You're an asshole. You're an asshole. Uh, but that being said, that's what we got for Down the Well. We got Crows of a Feather. like that one this segment of crows of a feather is brought to you by lou guru custom clothing our buddy colin mulvey over there is making some good stuff uh just sent charlie uh the uh, ceo of um ice wars some stuff um waiting to hear back on that um i got the admiral jersey it's pretty sick it's gonna get ruined i'm gonna spill beer on it probably some cigarette stains some you know probably throw up from one of my kids dogs you know who knows some things are going to happen to it. Um, but go to www.lukaroo.co. Uh, go check it out. He's doing some cool stuff over there. Uh, good sponsor of the network. Um, right, so Ronnie Atard plays his first NHL game. We covered that. Uh, I call him Atard. I, I'm, I'm calling him Atard. That's what, that's what it looks like. People are people don't want to call him Atard because it's close to retard. And that's just offensive, apparently. I don't care. It's, just, it's, it's Atard. Okay. Attard. Wouldn't that be two R's? Yeah, it would be. Get a, read a book, people. Anyway, um, so uh, he gets his first NHL game. He's a big kid, and, and you know the, the best thing about going to the game is you get to see how big these guys actually are. He's a big kid. Um, 
I don't know if that says that there's just small guys on the throne of Maple Leafs, which I don't think there is. But, mm -hmm. um, you know, even Austin Matthews, he's kind of big. Mitch Barner's a crybaby, I'll tell you that right now. I saw that a couple times. Um, yeah, Ronnie Thor gets that. It was cool to let him come out and do his, you know, his lap, shoot a couple things. Uh, during the game, I don't know if you saw it, they actually stopped and, like, put, like, congratulations, your first NHL game. No, um, they don't show that at home. Nah, well, they did that. They stopped everything and did it. It was really cool. Everyone cheered. You know, so that's cool. I mean, he's he's gonna be a good thing. He's gonna be. I, I, I think like two years ago, we did like a, a huge thing on Flyers Alley with all these guys that are coming up now, like Wyatt Wiley, Tanner Lazinski, Bobby Brink, you know, Noah Cates. I, I got a hold of of Noah Cates' college, and they t completely stonewalled me. I remember that. That was horrible. But um, maybe because I kept calling him Noah Cat uh, Coates, that probably was yeah. the problem. That's probably what it was. <laughs> like, I talked to Noah Coates. Like, who the hell were you talking about? Um, that was, that's, here. <laughs> Wrong number. This guy's a weirdo. Get him out of here. <laughs> Block him on the email list. Um, yeah, that's what I got for uh, Crows of a Feather. So, uh, And then that brings us to one of one of a fan favorite. I did find out fan favorite, uh, not only uh, Greg Montour, but uh, the uh, Flyers Alley Beauty of the Week. Flyers Alley's Beauty of the Week is brought to you by, and it's actually one of my personal favorites too. Because I get to you know do what I do. Gotta uh, rip one open. Gotta rip one open. You need a gun, you know. Uh, Flyers Alley's Beauty of the Week. Ugh, is brought to you by Sterling Pig Brewery. Go to www.sterlingpig.com. Uh, go to their place in Media, Pennsylvania. Check out all their cool beer, food. They got some barbecue pulled pork over there. Uh, what a nice time. Go there. Yeah, it's a family establishment. Take your family. And uh, do it up. What I'm drinking here is the Hops on the Horizon Hazy IPA. Not usually a fan of this, but what I'm going to start doing, I told them the other day, Megan Armour, their uh, field rep, I told them they're very satisfied with what we're doing, but I told them I'm going to start being honest about about how I feel about their beers. So I'm uh, not usually a hazy fan, so uh, hopefully they uh, steer me wrong here because uh, IPA is just weird. They didn't have them when we were growing up. No. It's like Cold 45 <laughs> and Steel Reserve and like Miller Lite. Old you know? Some Hurricane. <laughs> Bottoms up. That's it. Okay, I don't usually like hazies, and that's fucking good. Ooh, that's really good. Anyway, beauty of the week. We got top three. Um, well, I can't say Keith Yandel. Um, so that's out. Um, we're gonna start. Man. You just can't wait. <laughs> <in it. laughs> I like uh, Ristolainen throwing his big ass body around, knocking people. I'm not going in. Any, I'm, not, I'm not really going in any order. Um. Nah, I don't think there's an order anyway. Yeah, yeah normally I, I always have you know Cam Atkinson up up there on top, but so I'm gonna spread the the love around a little bit. Uh, Kevin Hayes, his slow ass but still producing. I don't know how he. Do you love that? that? <laughs> it's it's crazy to watch. It's like it's like times going slow. Like. And he's just sitting there sticking like, and it's like no no one's gonna no one's gonna check him. No one's gonna poke poke at him. I, 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 he's like a mix between him. like Bill Kessel and like, uh, yeah, <laughs> I don't know. I just love it. What what do you think was said to Kevin Hayes after 
the one goal by uh, Matthews. Kevin Hayes, Kevin Hayes was on the ice, and they were celebrating off to the side. And I don't know if it was Blunt or Bunt on Toronto. Bunting? That chirped, that chirped at, I don't know. But it, it set fucking Kevin Hayes off. And he wanted to fucking, you know, go throw it down. I didn't know there. that. Yeah. I think has sure. Twitter. I'll ask him. Like, yeah, you fuck. It's got to be one of two things. Got to yeah. be something about his injury or something about his brother. I think it was something about his brother. That's fucked up if it was. That's. I mean, because it was him. Like, it was, it was the goal happened. They're celebrating over off to the side. <clears throat> And Bunt or Bunting, whatever the fuck his name is, was in front of Carter Hart and a defenseman. Might have been Kevin Hayes right then and there. And then it looked like he said something as he was skating over to celebrate. <clears throat> Come on, man. Come on, dude. Oh, you know I'm gonna I'm gonna find out now. That's it better not have been that, dude. That is gonna be a horrible hold on. Oh, you better hope he didn't yeah. say that. I don't I don't think it was something about his brother, but for something for Kevin Hayes to, to react like that. Yeah. He doesn't do that. He's speaking out. He's speaking against the organization now. So it'll come out. If, if it was something, it'll definitely come out. Trevor Zegers did the same thing as well um, about that whole thing with uh, Jay Beagle said that the league needs to fucking do something. Exact words. I agree. I agree. Um, that's that's for Ducks talk. We'll see what they we'll see what they have to say. We're not gonna be as gritty as, as we are. I'll be I'll be shocked if Mike curses. Um, but he did get, he did get three of his tweets uh, liked and retweeted by Timu Solani, so that's cool. You know, Old City Sports Network up. That's awesome. Um, yeah, that's really cool. About time they got some they get something out there. Finish anyway, you got that. one more. You got one more. You got one more. Well, one more. Um, no. <laughs> <laughs> Not right now, off the top of my head. I mean, you just give it to Zach to kill and get that one. What about Nick Sealer? He was going to be one of mine. <clears throat> I'll, give, I'll give it to Wayne Simmons. Okay. Fuck. Welcome back to Philly for a goal and an ass beating. Remember, I was your tough guy. <laughs> <laughs> and and goal scorer. Um, I'm going to go, and we no, no particular order. <laughs> Um, I'm going to go Kevin Hayes is definitely one of them for almost the exact same reason as you. It's like he hasn't missed a beat. He doesn't skate fast. He he just, I don't know how he fends these guys off, dude. He's he's good at what he does. Um, I, I am going to give it to Nick Sealer just because that fight with Deloria, that's a big fucking boy. Nick Sealer has absolutely no fear, and I love it. Um, yeah. I, I'm really hoping, and we will get into it because it's the next thing. Um, I know you're, you're trying to get into it. Um, I do think that they did um they scratched Yandel not only for the you know the shitty fucking reason that it was, but um I do think they, that they're looking to definitely keep Sealer and they're looking for Atard to be who he's gonna mix with. And I think keeping Sealer in there and not scratching Sealer instead of Yandel is the reason. And it's a good look because it's a bad look, but a good look for the the future because yeah, it does say that Nick Sealer is um, going to stay, hopefully, and that they're looking to see who uh, Adderd or, or Ronnie, what's it called, Ronnie? Ronnie A, um, who he's going to pair up with. And I think they're going to bring him up. I, re I really think they're going to skip Zamola and bring him up. So I'm going to go Hayes. I'm going to go Sealer. And I got to go Simmons. 
got to kiss him. It's it's hard seeing your boy get pumped like that, but it was yeah. that uppercut, man. That fucking uppercut was so vicious, man. I was like, oh, my God, no. Oh, no. And Charlotte's chirping me. Isn't that your favorite player? And isn't that mommy's favorite player? I'm like, look, you Listen. Do you want to go home tonight? <laughs> Do you want to? You want to stay here? <laughs> we lost. You deal with it. Um, <clears throat> speaking of lost, like that weird guy. <laughs> okay, see that guy with oh, <laughs> he was chirping this other dude up. I was like, he has a, he's deformed. Like, come on, boy. <laughs> the guy was cool about. It. The guy was cool about it though. He was like, it happens all the time. Like, I'm so sorry. Like, I don't know what to do. Yeah, kids <clears throat> will be kids. Um. But yeah, I mean, everybody still loves Zach McEwen. Definitely want him to come. Well, he's gonna be here next year, so yeah, we found that yeah. out. We've been saying we want him to stay, and he's been staying this whole time. Like that, right? What's... Yeah. Well, I mean, it was possible for him to get moved at the trade deadline, but yeah. Oh goddamn! I wonder why Scott. Up used... oh, citrus. That's it. That's, that's how it happens with me. I love that citrus. Um, but yeah. Sucks seeing it that happened. Can you imagine what would have happened if he would have pumped Simmons? He didn't even get a punch yeah. on Simmons. <clears throat> he didn't get a punch on him. His arms are just like. <sighs> anyway, <laughs> that's bad. This is bad. But uh, that's what we got. I don't know, Greg. If you're out there and you hear, yeah, you can give us your three. I'll stop the next segment and I'll I'll put yours in there. But uh, that's what we got for uh, Beauty of the Week. This <clears throat> this next segment is the firing line. And this segment of the firing line is brought to you by Norse Beards. Go to www.norsebeards.com and uh, use promo code OCS for 25% off all your Beardsman products. This is like solely for you. Like it literally should be solely for you. Um, yep. Mike Yo, right or wrong for Scratch and Yandel, and I am legit going to turn the reins over to you, brother. Wrong. <laughs> and why is that? Like, seriously, like you're trying to be a coach in the NHL, so you're going to take a veteran defenseman that's on an Ironman streak that could have been unbeaten if he would have just let him fucking play. For what? For a kid that's what, tw- you said he's 21 years old? 23. 23 years old. Has he done any time down with the Phantoms yet? No, no, straight out of college. You know how straight I feel out, about that. I will, and I will just make Get sure that that's true. Let me make sure that's true before you uh, continue. Cause... Yeah. When I blew up in the uh, our private chatter uh, the, day, the day of that it's happened, I felt the guy that we were bringing up was the guy that we just picked up from Toronto. I oh, oh. I, that's who I originally thought we got. Or that well, that would have made it. Yeah. yeah. Which, who I'd <laughs> like to see play. Um, But I do think that was made so Adderd can come up next year. Yeah, and so probably. they have someone down there. Um, So what I got on Adderd is uh, third round uh, 70s. 72nd overall in 2019's draft. He played uh, 2016 through 2019 with the Tri-City Storm. Um, so, 40... Let's see. He's got... Uh, he's got 126 pims. Hold on a minute. Hold on a minute here. Hold on. 
We got thir- 34, uh, 35 assists, 30 goals. How long ago was that? That was 2019. Uh, but been playing Western Michigan University. Um, <clears throat> not so much. Um, uh, highlight year was this one that just ended 39 games, 13 goals, 23 assists, 36 points, uh, plus minus of 20. Um, it, it doesn't solidify the reasoning for doing it. Um, you could have legit scratched York. Yeah. You could, if you were trying to get a look at anybody on the team, you could have scratched Proveral. But the point is, is I don't know if you're going to get to it. You can continue to do what you're saying. No, go on. Keep going. The, the, the point, the point that I'm making here is, is the fact that, um, and there's another, I think, I think there's one. Uh, the next segment, yeah, next segment does bring it into it. But um, what, what, what was the point of not? He's how many shy of a thousand? It, it is going to be broken though. It will be broken by Phil Kessel next year. If not, if not this, no, no, not not this year, but it'll be broken next year. But he'll still be number two, and that's yeah. the thing is that he'll still be up there. Um, he's going to be number two next year anyway. But like. It's a thousand games. So, so where do you go from here with Keith Yandel? You get rid of him next. It's, it's the way it's looking. You're going to get rid of him because if you weren't going to get rid of him, you would have let him play the thousand games. Yeah, you're going to get rid of Keith Yandel, and then what? You you are now the the franchise, the organization that just scratched. That's another. That's another record that could have been on the Flyers' resume as well. Housing, yeah. you know, the uh, the Iron Man. It's just. Not and that was Mike Yo's choice. Man. Yeah. Well, that's it not was just Mike housing that. It's right. showing that uh, this coach, I mean, yeah, he, he doesn't, you know, care about records and stuff like that. But as a coach, you want to have your players respect and stuff. And how are you going to take – how's anybody going to want to play for your team with a coach that just says, I don't care. I don't, I don't care about your record. I don't care about our record. Obviously not because – the guy that so we, it, plugged, we the guy that we plugged in tonight was a negative four, with what ten minutes, eleven minutes of ice time. I mean, Keith Yandel isn't the the greatest defenseman, but I I would choose. I always like to pick veterans over young guys. That's that's just that's just me. Like, let me let me <clears throat> while we're while we're on it. Adder has some good. He has some good looks. He does have some good stats. I won't, you know, and, and statistically, it was the right choice. Um, but he, he was still a minus, so he didn't do it. He didn't come out out swinging. He didn't do anything extravagant. Now let me game, let me just, game one. Game one, he's already in the negative. It it's it's usually the case. It's it is usually the case. But like to do what you did, it, it, this is for someone like Eric Lindros or Sidney Crosby. Um, you know. Cam York, like you would do some stuff for people of that caliber. Cam York was a far fetch, but I'm just saying, like, yeah. you know, hopefuls, prospects that have that rapport. Um, so Yandel last year, let me let me just break this down real quick. He's a, a negative 39 this year, right. 100% his absolute worst. The other one was negative 32 with the Arizona Coyotes, his last year there. Um, that's with the Coyotes, though. With the Coyotes. <laughs> exactly. Well, that's what I'm saying. So, his, I mean, his assists are out of this world. And his last year with the Panthers last year was 
24 assists, three goals, 40, let's see, no, last year was, yeah, 24, uh, three goals, 24 assists, 27 points. But the year before that was five goals, 40 assists, and 45 points, plus minus of 17. Oh, no, zero. Sorry, zero. It's just, it, it, it's not that, it, he just, it didn't work here. It was a failing year, and this and and everybody is just using Yandel as a as a, a scapegoat. But at the same time, his his plus minus is very staggering. Um, but being a defenseman for this team that that is having defensive issues when you, when your Ryan Ellis isn't is nowhere to be found, um, yeah, that's going to come down on somebody. And for the people in you know, the fan base and people that are watching this and they're watching the games and they're coming down on Yandel. Kevin Hayes couldn't have said it better. He doesn't agree with what happened uh, for the fan base, for the media. It's um, you don't understand what, what a Keith Yandel does for the young players on, on, on the team. And that's the absolute issue is the fact that he was brought in to be a veteran voice, a veteran, you know, help the kids and to, you know, quarterback the power play and none of that has happened because the team hasn't let him happen so to be absolutely fucking honest with you this is the franchise dropping the ball and also making mike yo the scapegoat because this came from up top this 100 percent came from up top mike yeah, yo doesn't, he doesn't have that pull he doesn't he doesn't have that pull he's 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 the interim fucking head coach yeah after his third loss they were like we can't fucking trust this dude we're not letting this happen and nothing nothing against mike yo whatsoever like he wasn't prepared I mean, coaches prepare the entire offseason to to prepare to coach an entire season this is mm-hmm. not on him this is on the franchise it's the first time i'm saying this is on the fucking franchise you fucked up you fucked the entire season up and this isn't even on fletcher it's not on fletcher it's such yeah, a half every everything went wrong or everything that could went wrong did go wrong players exactly. got hurt players got cold Players came back at the wrong time, got hurt again, extended their injury even longer. Like when Ellis tried to come back, mm-hmm. re-irritated his what was a abdominal muscle, and then mm-hmm. he was out longer. Kevin Hayes tried to come back, boom, right back out. <clears throat> the players that are hurt right now, the Sean Couturier, I know, I know you're looking number one finally. Um, Sean Couturier, the Nate Thompson, the Kevin Hayes, the Ryan Ellis, you know, even Sam Warren has been Sam Warren has been literally the the biggest star that didn't fall yet. Like he just he just has not solidified. He's been hurt, you know. These yeah. guys, Wade Allison getting hurt, you know. Even Tanner Lazinski, the kids getting hurt. Zade Wisdom was hurt, you know. They, all these guys Therapy, are hurt. Therapy. Well, for the for the long the longer term, these are the guys that that do come out of your lineup that make a fucking difference. And for the entire fan base and the media to ask questions and say what what the deal is, you know the answer. The answer is the right players were hurt to affect the season in the negative way. And that's what happened. Not the coach's fault. Not Chuck Fletcher's fault. Because if all this would have worked out, Chuck Fletcher would have been a god, like I've been saying. Yeah. So, Even if it worked out, like – 30% different. Even if we were on the bubble to make the playoffs, it would have been a good pickup because, you know, 
last year, obviously, we missed the playoffs. But if we were closer, obviously, it didn't work out this year. But <clears throat> the media just don't know what to talk about. Yes, exactly. Jesse from Tokyo now. Stop the admiral. Everybody just shut the fuck up. Sometimes I gotta yeah. let that guy out. I don't know. Um, <laughs> can't keep can't can't keep him caged up. Anyway, yeah, that's rant, rant over for that. Uh, Keith Yando, I apologize to you for the entire franchise. Even though I am the newest uh, person in the media, apparently I don't know any better. But it's fucked up. It's just so fucked up. It yeah. just is. Who's this? Who's this now? We got comments. We got comments. Oh, oh, Sam Wismer from Puckin' Flyers and Flyers Nitty Gritty. Zinski definitely makes a difference. Allison makes a difference. We need the difference makers. And she's right. And that's someone that's not even part of Flyers Alley. Good friend of, of the network, though. But it's it's the, what's what's the term? The easiest answer is usually the right one. Yeah, that's what it is. Guys were hurt. Push the fuck up. <laughs> I don't even know. I don't even know. Thanks for coming through, Sam. Um, and that's what I got for the firing line. What? I feel like we're in Ukraine. Oh. Oh, okay. <laughs> Is that still happening? Oh, never. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm part I'm part Yuki, okay. How are you? Are you? Apparently, apparently that's where my last name originated from. Aruska? Mm-hmm. Isn't it like O apostrophe though? That's how I used to write it. Oh. Oh, okay. I thought you were Irish. Because the other side's more Irish. Oh. oh. <laughs> well, for, for you for you viewers out there that don't know. I am uh, Scottish and uh, Puerto Rican. Yeah. How about that? Uh, Ukrainian. Right, like that. Um. All right, then. With that being said, uh, let's move on to uh, the Slapping Lies segment. This segment of Slapping Lies is brought to you by iLily. Go to your app store and download iLily app. Start ripping some recordings to let everyone know what you're saying. I I haven't been using it lately. It's been crazy. Um, Everyone on the network, uh, yeah, we we have apologized to iLily numerous times. It's so difficult right now. With uh, I part- Lily, with I Lily, I'm sorry to cut you off. Okay. Am I allowed to basically say whatever I want? Yes. So to speak, not everything. You can, but... you can say whatever you want. Yeah. I'm just testing out some things. So I could I could have ripped into the the Flyers organization all Saturday night. It's never too late. It's never too late. And the best thing about it is, is what you can do is you go on there, you got 15 seconds to rip whatever you want. 15 seconds is a lot longer than you think it is, to be honest with you. Um, you rip it, you uh, put in there, it gives you a channel, you put in flyers, uh, go in, gives you a title, put in, you know, whatever you're going to say, like shit franchise or ripping the franchise, whatever you're going to do. Uh, you put in URL. I do urge people, you have to use the HTML. You have to put that in there for it to actually go to the website. But then you can take the, the code, copy it, Put it right on Twitter. Copy and paste. Boom. There you go. Your voice is on Twitter. Once you do it a couple of times, it's it's pretty easy. But um, we like it. Yeah, you, know, you haven't used one yet. Yeah, you know, we'll start doing some 
I'm thinking about doing some ads for a Sterling Pig and, and such in the offseason. It'll be easy but, to do it that way, too. Yeah. Now, here's the, here's the, here's the thing. Uh, th- thank you, I, Lily, for being around for us. Charles over at I, Lily, is really nice. Everybody can message him. Um, does Yandel retire now as a flyer? What, 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 how does this go? And I think this is more of a question for you because I feel like you're more knowledgeable about this type of stuff than I am. Um, if Yandel were to retire now, would he retire now as a flyer or would he go somewhere else? He'd go somewhere else. Think so? I, I would, you know, I, you could tell Keith Yandel had that kind of like one last goal in mind. Like if he wasn't going to win the cup this year, he probably wanted to try to break that thousand Ironman record. And since we just shit on his fucking parade, I think he's going to be like, you know what? Next year, I'll look at my services elsewhere to be a, a maybe a, a cup contender, be a seventh slash eighth man defenseman to sit on the bench. Yeah. Because my record's all fucking thrown in the garbage now. You know what's insane to me is that, you know, and it just shows the ignorance of I – I hate to keep saying it, but it, it is the fan base. Um, I, I The ignorance of the fa- – he's a good hockey player. Now, he's not helping his case by tripping on ice. I mean, everybody toothpicks every once in a while. Everybody. Yeah, I mean – G's done it. TK's done it. Not so much Kevin Hayes because you got to have speed to do it. Good looks in the locker room are sometimes better than plays on ice, and that may be yeah. a hot take. But let me tell you something. These young kids coming in are going to need some uh, – Need some guidance, and your Nate Thompsons, your Broussard that you just got rid of, um, these these guys, Nate Thompson, Provorov can do it, but I think he's on his way out too. There's some there's some things going on with that as well. I think he he might be on his way out. Um, these veteran players, man, there's a price on them. They get paid way too less to do as much as they're doing. They're guiding these kids and they're doing the right thing, and I, I fucking hate it, but. If you're going to bring up, you know, Adder and, and you're going to keep York up and you're going to keep Noah Cates up and when, when Wade Allison comes up, don't think he's going to need too much mentorship. <laughs> I haven't talked to him in a couple of days, but, like, I, I, I think he's 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 very – he's on his way. He's coming on the show, by the way. Uh, yeah, the I'm, sh- we made I'm sure that it happen. helps, though, to have a veteran to, you know, even yeah. if it's just, just a couple of words on, like on the bench, like, look, all right, you chipped it in a little bit too high on that glass – on the fucking last inlet. Why don't you just try to keep it down below the boards a little bit? You know, just something, something. Even just to calm them down in a stressful situation. Like, yeah, it's just, I don't know. It it upsets me. Don't you mute it. I love hearing that guy. It upset him too. It it upsets upsets the younger, you know, the younger fans and such. I would love to see Yandel retire as a flyer. You know, I would love to see him next year here. Um, if, yeah, if the, I don't think it's his last year, but I think when it goes to retire, I think he's going to go elsewhere. He's probably going to go back to New York to retire. That's unfortunate. I would, I would like right. to not. It's all right. Nah, he's pissed. He's a Yandel fan too. He's pissed. <laughs> um, but that being said, yeah, I mean, it's just <clears throat> I would love to see him here for a whole other year. Yeah, uh, on a successful I- team. But I would love to see him here, and then all of a sudden, everyone would be a little bit more, uh, you know. Come see, come saw there. They have a lot less to say. Samantha Wismer says, you need the leadership to guide the kids. Lappy talked about this during the, the presser last night about Garrett Wilson. That's another guy. I would like to see him come up. He's a little badass, that guy. He's actually, he's actually in the leaders column for 
the finals, which is very surprising to me. That's like that's like that's like that's like Ryan. Yeah, that's like Ryan Reeves being in like, <laughs> you know, like in, in the the top leaders for scoring for the for the Rangers. But yeah, that's what we got for uh, slapping lies. Let me go to an old one. We got the Periscope down. Not the Periscope down. Here we go. I think it's this one. There we go. That one's tough. I, I got to write on these things. Uh, Periscope Down is brought to you by Neshaminy Creek Brewing. Visit www.neshaminycreekbrewing.com and check out their awesome beers, merch, and much more. They got cool keychains. They got stickers. They got glasses. I have a glass right here. It's got a little bit of stuff on it from uh, the last beer. But, you know, that wasn't Neshaminy Creek, so I wasn't going to say that, but that's the list. So the pig didn't give me any, any glasses, so what do you want me to do? Um, this week is going to be the Neshaminy Creek 611 Porter. A lot of people don't like porters because they're literally like eating a meal, but they're very dark. I happen to love stouts and porters, so we're going to rip this bad boy real quick. And uh, we're going to do, do it up. Uh, we are going to have some Sterling Pig uh, April, fresh as fuck April. Uh, beer's coming in. We got to get Scotty Longwind over there to make, get, get us the delivery going. I'm going to get you some. Did I, did I give you a shirt? No, I have a large upstairs. Lindsay's like, we can fit in that. I said, no, we can't. No, no, we, no, we can't. She All swears that you, she swears that you're like not not the same size as me. I, said, I swear to God, we're like the same size. Yeah. Um, Samantha Whisper says that's that's her dude. She's an all route fan of a fan of the uh, Phantoms. So, of course, but she does give us our Phantoms updates, which is top quality updates. Our Phantoms update is the Phantoms won against. The Wilkes Bear, Penguins, and Utica Comets. They played Bridgeport Islanders today, signed former Notre Dame defenseman Adam Parashik, UConn goalie Darian Hansen, and Ohio State defenseman Will Riddle to PTO player tryouts contracts. Um, Alex Kyle was recalled. To the Phantoms from uh, the loan of the Maine Mariners, ECHL. The Maine Mariners are out there. Brendan Salier forward ha- had been loaned by the Phantoms to the Reading Royals, ECHL. Felix Sandstrom has been recalled to the Philadelphia Flyers under emergency conditions. Yep. Um, it was cool to see him go out there, but he didn't get the play. Was sent back along with Max Willman, currently nine points behind. So. The Phantoms are nine points behind. Yeah, yeah. I'm just, I'm just reading what I was like. Bridgeport is struggling as much as Phantoms are, so this must be, this must win. Uh, this is a must win, and Bridgeport is a physical team in their own house. Also, tight. This is a good one. I, I saw this this morning. She sent the one yesterday, and then this this one came. Also, Tyson Tyson Forrester got a hat trick with his OHL team, the Barry Colts, last night. If you want to add that in. Kid is lethal with shots. Now that's what I'm talking about. That's, well, that's what I'm talking. See, I can't fit it on the thing here. That was a long yeah. one. Damn, that was a long one. Um, <clears throat> but I appreciate it. Good stuff. Personal try. Yeah, I got. It. I'm, I'm sorry, Sam. I got it. I just it, the stream yard just messes it up. I apologize. Um, you can catch Sam over on the Puck and Flyers podcast and Flyers Nitty Gritty. She's writing over there. Um, she's also doing her thing. But also bottoms up on that stuff. 
have to do it. They love that shit. Oh. Um, yeah, so it, it is looking like the, the Phantoms are starting to pedal backwards a little bit. Um, what is this? I'm sorry. I'll do a crap job next week so it fits. All right, cool. Thanks. <coughs> um, no, we appreciate everything you're doing. We we, we wanted to do that. Um, the um, it, it's 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 funny because the Reading Royals are actually in the playoffs, <laughs> and the and the Flyers and the Phantoms. Well, the Phantoms have a chance, but not not it's pretty slim. But um, yeah. I I didn't know the main Mariners were still in the mix though. That that's great. That's great to hear. But it is what it is. You know, hopefully the Phantoms pull it out. Hopefully the the main Mariners do what they're gonna do, and. Uh, I don't know too much about the Reading Royals, to be honest with you. I know Ustamenko is down there. Uh, there's also the Delaware Thunder rolling around here in Delaware, like two hours south of me, but I don't see me going anywhere near that. Before I walk in and just get that. Um, <laughs> Sam says um, uh, they clinched a spot. Reading Royals are very good. Yeah, what, I mean, what league? Don't, don't get me started. Let's, let's not get into that. I don't want to right now. Um, Ustamenko is on IR. Jesus. That's, That's why right. I think Sandstrom's been all over the place. Been up here, down there, with the Phantoms. He's got whiplash, this guy. Um, He's just seeing all the sights in Pennsylvania. <laughs> seriously, it's just... Uh, well, I mean, Ustamenko... I, I just don't see Ustamenko making it to the show. Um, I think Sandstrom will, but I think he'll get... A couple games and they, they just don't do what they're supposed to do when it comes to to the goalies uh alex lyon's doing very well yeah of course could have fucking, could have fucking called that um as soon as he got fucking more seat time he, he's he's they're not gonna just come out and just be the best this is not how it works i mean Last time that happened was probably Martin Brodor. <laughs> what do you mean <laughs> yeah, yeah hit the ground running yeah i mean there's been no goalie in Flyers history that has come out and just had a stellar performance. Um, but it is what it is. That's what we got for our Periscope Down segment. We do have a new one. Hextall is one. Came out running? Yeah. Running what? I believe he had his first season at 35 wins. Just pretty good as a rookie goaltender. I might, I might want to look that up later. I might have just yeah, looked that up. up. Yes. Our <laughs> last segment of the day. <laughs> Jesus. Our last segment of the day is called New Kids on the Block. This segment of New Kids on the Block is brought to you by Biolaus Concrete. Go to www.biolausconcrete.com and use friend of the show, Frank the Animal Biolaus, for any of your construction needs in the Philadelphia area. He's not the one that's gonna gonna fight, by the way. So don't think that. No, um, no he's not the one. Uh, this is basically just about the kids that are coming up. When uh, Allison comes up, it's gonna be all about him. Whoever's gonna come up in the next couple of weeks. Uh, this last month, this is the last month for the Flyers. Close the season out with uh, the Ottawa Senators. Um, hopefully, we get to see a lot of people come up. Um, I know a lot of the kids are playing with the OHL teams. They went back to their OHL teams and uh, did their are doing their thing now to kind of get some play time because I mean everyone is kind of in shambles in the Philadelphia organization. So 
So um, they did play well. I mean, they were negatives, but I mean, you you lose the game. That's kind of how it ends up. Um, I mean, they're hanging in there. Neither one of them got hurt, so I mean, that's a good look. That's um, a plus. Yeah. <clears throat> And also with you know this new kids on the block segment, we do have. Uh, I did have a question. I didn't put it in here, so I can kind of take that off of there. Um, Bobby Brink, who's going to be the next one to come up? Um, Bobby Brink should be. He is right now at the University of Denver. Um, the Flyers got him in the second round, thirty uh, fourth overall in two thousand nineteen. He's a right handed right winger out of. Minnetonka, Minnesota is 20 years old. He's 5'8", 159 pounds. Um, so he, like I said, is now with the um, University of Denver. He's logging in at a plus-minus of 26. Point. He's got 56 points, 42 assists with 14 goals and 39 games played. Um, he's also World Juniors. Uh, had one goal, one assist, two points, uh, plus minus of one. And in 21, he was in seven games played, two goals, four assists, six points, the plus minus of eight. Small guy. He's tiny one. Yeah. Hopefully uh, he doesn't get his head taken off. He looks like I'm looking at him right now. He looks like a kid, dude. But he's racking it up. I mean, if Cole Caulfield could do it with his Pez-looking head, you know, he can do it. Do play on the same line in the uh, World Juniors? I don't know because I think Cole Caulfield is – isn't he Canadian? Probably. Yeah, I, th- I thought – I don't know. For some reason, I thought they both played – and you know what? They might have played in the same tournament, and I just – Yeah, I'm not going to look that up. Yeah. I'm just not going to look that up. But with that, it'd be, being nice, said, it'd be nice to have a little uh, speedy scorer up. Well, Danny but, B, um, like Danny Bree. Uh, I mean, we thought Morgan Frost was going to be like that, but didn't end up solidifying. Greg Martor says, "Sorry, this is late, but Hextall had 37 wins with a 3.00 goals against average in 66 starts, according to Google." Thank you. Thanks, Greg. Um. With that being said, um, we do have um, – this audio is going to flow right into the interview that I had with Andre Payette. Um, this guy is an absolute legend. Played with uh, Garrett Burnett, uh, Dave McIsaac, Frank the Animal by Lawis. Um, You know, he's, he's got some really good stories. I'm not going to let it loose on here. It was a really good time. Um He's having some. Uh, he's doing some things up in Edmonton now. I told him about Ice Wars. He didn't know I was involved in it. He perked up real quick. Um, real cool guy. He was awesome. He was rocking a little, literally the same hoodie, but Oilers. While we were talking, um, but yeah, he's a good guy. Um, added him to the list. Also, any of you people that are part of Old City Sports Network or that are with us on the outside, he is looking for junior hockey players. Even if you're 21, you could still get in there. I already contacted Brent and contacted Brendan Bouvier, sent them his way. Um, hopefully everything works out. He's looking for people. Very distinguished guy. was huge in the uh, English Hockey League. Huge. And that's why, you know, we had some good talks about that. Also, some pr- pretty pretty funny things about uh, Frank Wilde as always. 
Um, of course. New story. New story. So great. New it was stories. so funny. Okay. Oh, dude. I, I texted their frag. It was like, did you do this? I don't fucking remember. I'm like, yeah, of course you don't. Um, but I'll just say it involves a Pac-Man machine. Just saying. Oh. Um, yeah. So with that being said, everybody go over to on this bad boy. Boom. Everybody head on over, like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash flyers alley on Twitter at Flyers Alley Pod One and Instagram at Flyers Alley and go to our website at www.oldcitysports.com. Old spelled O-L-D-E. Don't get that wrong. Um, and also go to Facebook.com slash Ice Wars International, Twitter and Instagram at Ice is War. And the official website is www.iwifights.com. Um, yeah. And with that, the event will be happening on the 21st of May at Iceworks, 4 p.m. I say get there. Let me know if you guys are going to come through. And uh, with that being said, wait, you got anything else? Mm, no. All right, and with that being said, <laughs> I am the Admiral Jesse Bell. This is Gummy Wade. That was Flyers Out. Also, so everybody, Jesse from Flyers Alley, um, joined today with Phantom Legend. I've talked to our good um, good friend Frank Pialowis, uh, Dave McIsaac, Garrett uh, Burnett. Had all good things to say about our guest today. Uh, everybody, please welcome Andre Payette. How you doing, brother? I'm not too bad. Thank you. Yeah, so sorry to hear that you had, had a little little run in with the pneumonia. That's that's horrible, I mean, especially in these times. Everything turns into COVID. So yeah, it wasn't too good, but I'm still standing, so that's all right. Yeah. Um, well, hopefully, yeah, you get over that completely. Um, I wanted to kind of dive into just right away, kind of what exactly you're up to nowadays before we dive into like your past and such. It's really important for a lot of people to understand like what, you know, impactful players and such are doing nowadays after hockey. Okay. So you, uh, you get, you did a, a little, a, a good bit of traveling in your, um, in your days here and my one thing that i'm real interested in and in knowing because i feel like a lot of people don't know too much about uh like the british hockey leagues um now can you give me some examples on what what the difference is between the british hockey league and kind of the ahl and the nhl and you know the echl and such well i, I don't know how I, I can explain it really but so the top league in england which i think i played seven or eight years in um you have, I think, I think now they have twelve or thirteen imports, maybe even fourteen. So there's only maybe two or three British players on each team. Um, the rest are all all played in the East Coast League, maybe coming right from the NCAA one. Uh, but mostly guys that played East Coast to AHL, and each team will have three or three guys or four guys now that played games in the NHL. So the the league is very very good. It's very very fast. Uh, but they we they do play a North American style, so. There's a lot of hitting, uh, there's fighting, uh, and it's a, it's pretty exciting hockey to, to, to watch, and it was a lot of fun to play. And, um, the difference in England is that the crowd is a lot more involved. Uh, they sing the whole game, they're standing up the whole game. It, it's more of like a party atmosphere. So, yeah, it was, it was awesome to be a part of. Um, 
you know, my first year over in England, I was in a place called Coventry, um, and it was a during the NHL lockout that year. So every team had one or two NHL guys, and uh, we had Wade, Wade Bielak on my team. So that was pretty, it was a lot of fun playing with Wade. Um, you know, we, we were we were the toughest team in the league, so that was a lot of fun. We won everything that year, um, so it was, it was good fun. It says uh, here you had 490 PIMS. Yeah, yeah, that year I was I was quite I was quite involved. Um, you know, each team had probably a guy from the, uh, the NHL. I ended up fighting uh, Eric Cairns that year over there. I fought Steve McKenna. I fought. Um, my memory's not the best now, but I fought a, a few a few of those uh, the NHL guys that were over at the time. Um, but it always helps when you got you got a guy like Wade Bielak behind you as well. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, you know, and then. The second league in England is, is still quite good, but you only have four imports on each team. So in that league, you have the rest are all British players. So uh, that's the, that's a little bit of a difference. Um, but yeah, the uh, the elite league is getting better every year in England, and uh, it's it's a lot of fun. I mean, I, I got to play against Theron Fleury over over in uh, in England. He was over playing in Belfast the one year. Um, yeah, there's a lot of guys choose to play in England after after their careers in, in North America because because of the language because it's uh it's not so much of a culture shock for them. Right. The um yeah I, I I'm always so interested to hear a, a couple I'm I'm friends with a couple of uh, a couple guys that were in the AHL uh they played for the Phantoms and the Flyers obviously at the, the Flyers show um and uh they they left and never came back. Um, Taylor Lear being one of them. He uh, the last he played for the Rochester Americans, and now he's playing for a German team, and he just is not coming back. He just loves it over there. The atmosphere of the ho- of hockey over there is just that much more. Um, I don't want to say like intense. It's just a different feeling uh, across the pond than than it is here. So like just hearing stories about. It, I mean, you always hear all this, the Russia the stories about playing in Russia and the gas and all that, but. I feel like you don't hear too many stories about like England and like with the with the Vipers and the Blaze like you were talking about and the Steel Dogs and and Phoenix, but like you know, there's just there's not too many stories that come out. So like hearing hearing some things about that is very, you know, enlightening for at least me. I mean, well, like I I was in England for 14 years, um, and I would have stayed. Um, COVID really really hurt me bad. Um, so I had to move back to North America because, you know, there was no jobs. Um, you know, I, the hockey shut down and I, I was the general manager of a team in, um, in the second league, um, uh, at the time. And, uh, you know, there was no jobs in hockey, obviously, cause there's no hockey. Um, and I had to come back. So, um, you know, all being well, I, I would have stayed in England. It was, a, it was, it's a, England's a great, great place to live. Um, the mentality is a lot, uh, a lot different than here. Um, you know, everybody, everybody's kind of up for a good time all the time. Um, that sounds good. That sounds good. <laughs> it was good fun. It was good fun. Um, you know, I, I really got involved in the, you know, in soccer or football, as, as they call it. Um, you know, that's a great day. It's almost like American football, but, you know, they play they play every week. Um, you know, you, you go out early before the match and then after the match, it, you know, it's, it's an event every every time your team plays. And the, so, yeah, the soccer was great. Um, the people in England were fantastic. And the the hockey fans are, are almost like they're almost like the rugby fans. Um, they're 
in, in soccer, let's say, you couldn't sit beside a Man U fan, you couldn't sit beside a, an Everton fan because there's that much hatred and stuff that, that, that there's fights all over the place. But in hockey and rugby, the fans get on fantastic. Um, and they're, and they're a, I would say they're a, a much smaller group, but they're a very, very loyal group. Um, you know, in, in ice hockey, there's fans that follow the team every single game. Um, every away game, you have a whole whole section in the, in the crowd that's uh, that's, that's uh, traveling support. Um, you know, it's really hard to describe, but uh, it, it's a it's a great, great, great environment to be part of in, in English ice hockey, and uh, they're very passionate about their hockey as well. That's great. I, I actually, I'm really interested in that too because I mean, I I personally don't know too much about it. Um, looked at your resume and was like, wow, this is this is a good way for I feel people to understand a lot. And you say you were coaching over there. Can you get get a little bit a little bit into that? Well, I mean, I I took the Great Britain um, World Junior Team to uh, to Ukraine to the World to the World Junior Championship. So uh, I was in Ukraine and I was actually it was in Donetsk. You know that's where kind of where all the trouble is right now. So, um, yeah. you know that was a great experience to go to Eastern Europe. Um, you know, you walk in the hotel and there's guys with machine guns uh, on both sides of the, of the entranceway as you're going in the hotel. Wow. Um, you know, in the hotel, not to go on about it, but there's about probably 100 girls just sat sat in the lobby looking for a North American guy. Um, <laughs> you know, it just blows your mind. Um, yeah, it was, it was it was a good experience. Um, you know, I got to go to Czech, uh, the Czech Republic. I went skiing in France. I went to Italy. I went to uh, Switzerland. Um, I went to Spain probably 15, 20 times. I mean, Spain's beautiful. Um, the, the Spanish island islands are just incredible. Um, you know, and then, uh, yeah, you're so close to everything that you can just jump on a plane and you're an hour flight from almost anywhere. Um, oh, that's you know, great. So it was awesome. I got to see a lot of the world. Um you know, and, and it was a great experience. That's great. Yeah, that's, that's you're basically doing what you love to do and traveling, right? That's 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 great. Yeah, it's, I never thought I'd end up in a place like I have now, but I'm I'm in a town called Fox Creek. Uh, the nearest city to me is Edmonton, which is three and a half hours away. Um, yeah, um, you know, we we have one two restaurants. Uh, you have to go 45 minutes away to get your groceries. Um, oh, man. You know, we're isolated. <laughs> we're, we're not too far from the, the Northwest Territories here, but um, the people in Fox Creek are great, and, uh, you know, they supported our team very well this year. So, um, yeah, it was a, a, an eye-opener for, for sure to be here this year. Yeah, I mean, it's just, just kind of going back in time a little bit, just like going back to, to the beginning, really. Uh, growing up in Cornwall, correct? Um, uh, well, my dad was from Cornwall. I was born in Cornwall, but I never lived. I, I never lived in Cornwall. Oh, okay, okay. Where, up, where, did, where, where'd you grow up? I grew up in Ottawa mostly. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. Well, then, I mean, growing up in Ottawa, um, I, I'm, I'm saying, you know, so you were drafted to the Flyers, and I, you, you played for uh, Cumberland Sioux and uh, Kingston before that. Uh, now, when you were when you were drafted to the Flyers, was that I, I talked, you know, Bile Alice, like I said, Garrett uh, Burnett, and you know McIsaac, and um, you know Bile Alice is a really good friend of mine, and he kind of said, you know, I don't, don't want to go there, like you know, obviously he wanted to be a Maple Leaf, but um, 
Now you coming to Philly, was that kind of something that you, you wanted to do or you were about, or was it kind of the same thing? Like, okay, like I really don't want to go there. Well, my birthday is July 29th. Um, and I believe I would have been born, um, one month later in September, I would have been in the draft the following year. Mm. Uh, the following year, I think, I think I had, I don't know, 15 goals, 15 assists and 300 penalty minutes. Um, my, well, the year I was drafted, I had two goals and three assists. Uh, I do think I fought 27 games straight, but um, it was... 209, uh, 209 pins. Yeah, and that year we just won the Memorial Cup, so our team was very strong. So, you know, I had to do whatever I had to do to try to get noticed. And, uh, you know, that's why I fought so much my first year. But the day, the day of the draft, I didn't... I, You know, it was in, I believe, uh, Hartford. Um and uh, I was supposed to go, and I, I backed out at last minute because I thought nothing would be worse than to be sat there and, and not not get drafted. So I'll never forget it. Me and my dad went to the uh, went to watch the Montreal Expos play against the Atlanta Braves. Um, and then when we got home, um, the phone rang, and it was uh, Bobby Clark. Um, and I I didn't believe it was <laughs> I didn't believe it. I thought it was a prank call, so I hung the phone up. <laughs> I, told my, I told my I told my uncle to, to f off, and uh, I hung the phone up, and then the phone rang back, and it, it was them again, and I was like, "Oh shit!" Um, and I, I believe it was like, you know, pack your bags, uh, we, we're we're gonna have you get Philly in two days' time or something. Um, so so yeah, that was a big shock. I remember getting off the plane, I wore my cowboy boots, and everybody was looking at me like like I was some sort of alien. <laughs> Like I got rid of the cowboy boots pretty fast, um, and uh, and yeah, no, I was excited. Um, I didn't care where I went. Um, I just wanted to, to to get drafted. And my dad's last year playing pro. He played in a, a place called uh, Rich, Richmond for the Richmond Robins in 1975, and that that was the Flyers farm team at the time. So, uh, you know, my dad was really good friends, I believe, with Steve Coates and a bunch of them from. From, from that time so um you know so 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 yeah it was it was it was a great feeling um i remember coming to philly to philly and that was a pretty pretty well whatever so i'm i'm in the i'm in the uh, parking lot of the hampton inn in Voorhees. okay i just got to philly two days later i got two days before i was drafted um and uh eric lindros was was, was walking in the hotel and, and and he saw me and he said uh Hey, are you with the Flyers? And I was like, "Well, I just got drafted, sir." <laughs> and uh, he was like, uh, well, "Well, what are you doing?" I said, "Oh, I, I don't know. I just got here." He goes, uh, "Would you want to come up to my room and, and, and hang out?" And I was like, "Holy shit, Eric Lindros!" And, you know, yeah, right. So we get to the room and he he goes, uh, "Do you uh, do you chew?" And I was like, "Chew." I was like, "Yeah, yeah, all the time." <laughs> I never chewed tobacco in my life. <laughs> um, so I put this shit in my mouth and I'm I'm, I'm talking to him and. I believe at the time he had he had a binder with all these models from New York. He was trying to see who he was going to go on a date with, and uh, I, the room started spitting. And I'm trying to oh, act all cool, and I just I threw up all over his, his hotel room. <laughs> <laughs> so no more no more chewing tobacco for me. I never touched stuff again the rest of my life. I feel like every single person has had that exact experience. I know for a fact I have. I'm definitely a victim of swallowed the the liquid or just did it and the room started spinning and i threw up all over something so i, I definitely feel you with that one to, to top that off that we were uh, they had the ice out at the, at the practice rink um and we were we were there for a two-week like kind of 
camp to to get to the whole things, I guess. But we did all our running and um, plyometric stuff. We'd have to do it at six in the morning because it was so hot in Philly. Right. So after we were done the day, we'd be done the day at ten o'clock. We'd play uh, we'd play ball hockey on the other side, and I, I thought I'd be all cool. I put Hex all Hexall's equipment on. I was I was playing I was playing goalie and nets and. And Hextel walked into the, uh, to the facility, so he wasn't very happy with me wearing his equipment either. <laughs> I'll temper on that guy. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, no, the, the, that first that first camp was uh, was a lot of fun, um, you know. And then the, the following summer, they brought us in for six weeks at a time. So, so they 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 did their best to develop us. That was for sure. I mean, first off, getting getting back to, I mean. Just, just the two people that you have interactions with, one, one a kind of negative one with Hextall, and then, you know, obviously, Eric, it's really cool to just hear, and I say it all the time, ho- hockey players are the uh, they're the best athletes in the world. They're, they're, they're humble. Uh, they don't really, every single one that I've talked to has been, and, and yourself in the same way, very nice, very humble. The fact that Eric Lindros is like, oh, you're with the Flyers? Well, hey, come upstairs and, uh, you know, hang out. I mean, can any 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 person on the face of the earth that gets that experience is a very lucky person. And they're getting, I guess, yelled at by a hex doll saying, you know, what are you doing with my pads? Also uh an interesting experience for sure. Well, it was um remember I was only seventeen at the time. I wasn't even eighteen yet, um, because of my birthday. And you know, all these guys are guys that, you know, you grew up, you know, idolizing. I believe that that my first training camp too, there was a party the one night and you know, obviously they invited all the young kids. I didn't go though, and it was uh, Dave Brown's retirement party. Oh, um, so yeah, that's the time I was there, and then I just remember Dave Brown from the the incident with the Oilers, and you know, like all these guys were guys I I looked up to, like you know, superstars, and um, you know, it was a it was it was a great time. Yeah, it sounds great. Sounds like an amazing time. Um, <laughs> I mean, the one training camp in in Peterborough, I I got a personal trainer, and I trained all summer. Um, I moved away from home, uh, and it was when Roger Nielsen had first come in. Uh, so we, the camp was in Peterborough, and I trained that for that freaking camp, like crazy. I, I ran six miles every every single day for for four months, um, and I got to camp and I was doing fantastic. I, you know, I, I pretty much was tops on all the on all the stuff we were doing. I mean, Frankie obviously won the bench press, but the six mile <laughs> run was the one I wanted, and. Um, Brenda Moore had come up to me and he'd, he'd go he said, I haven't really ran that much this year, so can I can I run with you so so that uh, you know I can I can if I can keep up with you? And I was like, Yeah, yeah, sure, Rod. So I'm running with Rod Brindamore for six miles so forty minutes and you know, I'm thinking this is great and at the last hundred meters he just takes off in a sprint and blew me away. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's so, playing the whole time. <laughs> yeah, I mean I, I had wanted to, 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 to be the number one guy in, in camp for conditioning and he he pulled that on me, so I, I should have known better. But uh, Rod the yeah, Rod the bod, well. yeah. He, um, yeah, he still. I, I think he still has that. Uh, that he, he's definitely a big, big guy in the whole uh, exercising department. I think. It's, I think it's funny too. You say Fr- Frank uh, won the, you know, obviously the 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 bench press, and you know, he uh, he's a big guy back then. Would you have any? Do you have any? Uh, but that that being said, with with, with uh, you know Brenda Moore and Frank and, and you know kind of the conditioning and such, um, there's guys like Frank 
Bialowis and uh, the other like kind of enforcer type. Did you would you categorize yourself as an enforcer or would you categorize yourself as a grinder? Well, um, I was a little bit. Uh, you know, I always had to put numbers up scoring. Um, you know, I was I was able to chip in and I I could play. So I would, you know, obviously an energy guy, role role player. Um, you know, I never said no to a fight ever. Um, you know, looking back, that could have been pretty stupid. But um, <laughs> if you ask me to fight, I always fought. Um, and I always I tried to do it in a manner to help my team. If you're losing a couple by a couple goals at home, change the tempo of the game. Um, you know, but but I like to be more of like you said, a, a grinder uh, who could fight. Um, you know, that's probably where I was. Um, you know, when when I did play, I I could score, but um, you know, when you're at that level, you, you're doing whatever you can to stay there, right? Um, and uh, you know, it's amazing. It's amazing. And you know, the American Hockey League, you're you're trapped very very well. Um, you know, and, and I you know, I think I played in eight eight different AHL teams, which might be a record as well. Um, but yeah, I always remember my time in Philly as, uh, as being very, very special. Um, you know, we were treated great. The spectrum, I mean, the spectrum in itself, everybody says, you know, from Garrett telling me that he was stealing, uh, you know, chairs out back of the spectrum for an event one night. And just, the, I mean, the Frank Bialowis actually, um, you know, beating Jersey sales at Eric Lindros and John LeClaire for the time he was in Philadelphia, that, that building was just you know it was like the Coliseum. Uh, people love people love guys like you in, in Philadelphia for sure. And I mean the way that the way that hockey is now is just you know I grew up with with I believe the end of that kind of that kind of hockey. And to be honest with you, nowadays uh, the plays are happening where you know the someone policing the ice to make sure that you know certain players don't get hurt, don't get injured, and such. I, I think that there's a big conversation of something for that to come back. Well, my first ever um, exhibition game, we were playing Hershey at the at the Spectrum. Oh man! Um, <laughs> and it was, I believe, it was uh, five four for 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 us, um, and we scored in the empty net to make it six four. Um, and there was four seconds left on the clock, and Frankie just turned to me, and goes, uh, "Hey kid," he goes, "Take your elbow pads off." I looked at him, said, "What do you mean?" He said, "Just take your your elbow pads off." And uh, Sure enough, Billy goes. Uh, they put their guys on the ice. We have last change, and I see they got all their their, their tough guys with meatheads on the ice. And uh, Billy goes, uh, Bylaws, Payette, McIsaac, uh, Staples. Um, I believe you put Brian Wiesenberg at center. Um, <laughs> and Wies actually tried to win the face face off, got cross checked right in the face. <laughs> oh man! <laughs> but all five guys just dropped their gloves um, in front of you know twenty thousand people. Uh, and obviously Hartley was the coach of Hershey and, you know, I guess he's, you know, pretty dirty, but I was lined up against a big, a big native guy called Jason Simon, um, who just the year before had led the New York Islanders at penalty minutes, um, you know, playing the NHL. I think his nickname was the chief uh, or something like that. Oh, okay. I know who you're talking about. Okay. Big long hair anyways. And, and obviously quite, quite intimidating. Um, yeah. And, and I, I got lucky in that fight um, and I knocked him down cold with one punch. Um, but I had him on the ice, and I let I let him back up. I didn't hit him while he was down, and uh, the refs got in there. And then he was everybody was fighting him. Neil Little, I, I believe, was 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 fighting as well against their goalie. And the next night in Hershey, the same thing happens again, but this time Simon gets me down, 
uh, and he didn't hit he, he didn't hit me when I was down. So thank God I didn't hit him the night before when he was down. Yeah. that was that was a good lesson. I I believe the game in in Hershey we set a record uh, for for penalty minutes. We had like I think three guys left on the bench, uh, and Washington Capitals were playing against the Pittsburgh Penguins after in an exhibition game, and the game was something like three hours delayed. The guys were all pissed off. Um, every single player on our our team fought that night in, in Hershey. Um, uh, yeah, so that was you know quite the rivalry with the Hershey Bears that I I found out about it very quickly. Um, it's still yeah. happening to this day too. So excuse me, it. it's still happening to this day. That's still that yeah. rivalry still alive. Yeah, well, it was it was pretty it was bad back then, anyways. Um, but yeah, I mean. That was a that was a that was a great year. My first year, um, you know, we had great guys on that team. Um, you know, Jim Montgomery was kind of the guy they they they, they kind of put a young guy with an older guy, um, and then you'd on the road you'd always room with that guy. And you know, Jim he took care of me like you know he'd have me over um, over to his house for dinner once a week or something like that. And uh, you know, he, he was a great role. He he knew the game inside out, so he was a great guy to learn from. And uh, you know, that first year was awesome. He was actually rumored um, to maybe be the uh, the coach, the new coach of the Flyers. Um, really? Yeah, uh, I had heard that. And I'll be honest, I, I hadn't recognized the name. And I looked him up and was like, this this might be it. Because, I mean, th- th- there's a couple guys that are in, in the – I mean, th- I'll be honest, I don't know if you followed it too. Mike Yeo is, is not going to be the coach next year. Um, yeah. But um, – there's a couple guys that are in, are in, in the rumor mill, uh, you know, Rick Tockett being one of them. Uh, yeah. What was it? Um, uh, Tortorella and Montgomery was, was, was the third one. Um, I personally think that's the best option, but um, yeah, he, his hockey knowledge I've looked it up is, is, is almost bar none. Well, I'll tell you what, he, he would be a great choice for a coach. Um, you know, he's been successful wherever he's been. Um, you know, he would do anything for like as a player, as a teammate, he'd do anything for you. Um, you know, and, and even even like like this, I when I first came back from, from England, I you know, it was hard because you know, I I left a job in hockey. There was no jobs over here. You know, I was I was in Ottawa, you know, kinda lost uh with where I was gonna go. You know, and, and he, he was on the phone to me and uh you know, he, I hadn't talked to him in I'd probably five or six years. Um, you know, and even that that phone call meant a lot to me. He uh, he's a great guy, and he would be a great great coach for the Flyers. And I think to have a a guy that's 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 young and motivated um, would be a great approach to go with. But uh, he definitely definitely is one of the most uh, he's he's just probably one of the smartest guys when it comes to the game of ice hockey I've ever I've ever been around. Yeah, I like I said, I I done a little bit of research. I I couldn't agree with you more. Um, Rick Tockett is one of my favorite players. Um, of all time um, and me being so new to the media you know this year um, I've witnessed how the media and the fan base can be very very cruel and I, I just do not I'm not uh, okay with the fact of I mean a coach is getting hired to be fired basically and you know for Rick Tockett to come in uh, leave TNT one and for him to come in and and uh, kind of if the team doesn't end up solidifying them, crucifying Rick Tockett, I'm just not okay with that, with that notion. I, I honestly, and not saying that I'm okay with anybody, but I mean, it's just it's a very tough job to be, be a coach. And I wish people would understand that. And you, you understand that more than most too. So. 
yeah, I mean, it's 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 a great job too. It's a lot of fun. Um, you know, this year I I came with Alberta, and like I said, to coach junior junior age kids, um, you know, it's, it's a great great age to have them because you know you can make a direct impact in their life on the ice, but also off the ice. Um, you know, I had, I had such a great bunch of kids here in Fox Creek. Um, you know, the, the year before they won three games. This year we won twenty twenty one. Um, you know, it was it was a it was a really a fanta- fantastic year, um, and and the kids are so so receptive. I mean, at the NHL level, <clears throat> sorry, at the NHL level, it's a tough tough job. Um, you know, and and in Philly, it seems to be an even harder job. Uh, you know, guys guys come in and they go almost like a revolving door every year. Um, you know, and and Philly is a tough tough market to uh, to be a coach in. That's for sure. It's a very very uh you know blue collar city and they're very very passionate fans but like like i had said um you know being new new uh, very i think i'm actually the newest guy to the media um kind of seeing it from the other end um i catch myself not even going into post game uh you know uh you know post game uh interviews with like the coaches that's just because like i feel like i'm gonna yell at the other media guys because it's, it's almost like it's not even it, you got you know you being, you know, when you were with the Phantoms or, you know, say you're with the Flyers now or you say you were the coach for the Flyers. Like, a lot of people forget that you guys are human. And uh, it's it, – it, and it is a game. So, like, it's some of the comments are very, you know, me asking you, hey, Andre, how would you – how did it feel tonight to lose 7 nothing? Oh, it felt great. I love Leon Dreisaitl. I love his comment because that's, that's exactly how I would be. Yeah, it, it felt great to lose. Like, come on, man. I like Sutter and Calgary. Obviously, I'm in Alberta, so I see all the stuff from Calgary and Edmonton. And you know, Sutter and Calgary is fantastic. Yeah. That's, yeah. The um, well, with that, um, it's yeah. Like I said, if, I'll keep going. I'll get in trouble if I keep going. So, yeah. <laughs> um, but um, yeah. And I actually do have uh, the the one thing. Um, I'm I'm the regional manager for this thing, yeah. You know, that's happening in in Edmonton. This ice wars thing. Have you heard about that? So you're you're involved in that? Oh yeah, I'm the regional manager of ice wars. Oh wow! So so when's that start? May twenty first. It's happening in Enoch, Alberta. Okay, I mean they're in our league. Um, so so we're there quite a bit. I'm, I'm only about an hour and a half from Enoch. I believe it's it's the the Cree um casino yeah yeah it's happening there on the 21st at 7 p.m your guys time it's four o'clock our time i'm not going to be there i'm actually throwing an event for it here but uh yeah it's it's a real it's 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 the real deal man i think it's insane how many um are there any guys my age that have entered (laughs) so they haven't released the the lineup yet i do know one person that i'm not allowed to say um who he's going to fight uh, and he's coming back to fight, and it's gonna be it's gonna be amazing. But um, I, I mean, I'm releasing it every time I get something. So I mean, I can definitely send you the information and such. I mean, cool. Yeah, it's it's gonna be. I mean, and it's a big thing for me. I mean, um, you know, our network is sponsored by Riley Cote and his uh, his uh, Body Check Wellness uh, program, and yeah, and uh, it's real big for me. I, I, you know, we're from Philadelphia. We're big on our enforcers and our grinders and our you know blue collar players and such. So like, you know, this is kind of a thing for, I feel is the, the, a, a great step for guys that, 
you know, kind of got ripped out of the game when, when the game changed to kind of take the enforcers and the grinders and the fighters out of it and kind of give them a chance to, you know, do something else. So, I mean, unfortunately, it happens to be punching each other in the face in center ice. But, I mean, you know, there is a pot of, of you know, 15,000 or 25,000 that you win if you win. So, the rules are pretty interesting, you know. It's, uh, so how many, so on every event, the guy that, like, so the guy that wins May, May 21st will win 25,000? Yeah. Yeah. So it's, uh, it's basically, um, we're going to be having the, the president and the, um, the owner of it on soon, um, on our show. And it'll be live on Facebook and Twitter when it happens. But, uh, yeah, there's two one minute rounds. Uh, the guys have, uh, regular hockey gloves on and then they drop them and underneath the UFC gloves, um, <laughs> So basically TKO, they get knocked out. You know, it is what it is. Or it goes to the judges. The judge panel is pretty cool. It's uh, John Morassi, uh, Frank Bialowis, and uh, Brad Wingfield. So that's, I mean, it's a pretty good yeah. panel of judges. And then, um, I mean, there's different weight classes. Uh, there's 220-plus is super heavyweight. I mean, there's cruiser. I think it's like 180 to 210. or one, Yeah, 180 to 210. And then there's a middleweight that's in between that. And it's it's going to be it's gonna be interesting. It'll be definitely interesting. Good job. Yeah, it's good. It's gonna be real, real exciting for sure. Um, but um, yeah. So, um, I have one last question for you that I give every single person that I have on this show. Um, a lot of people. Some people get upset about it. Some people don't. I mean, it is what it is. I don't mean to offend. Um, it's a Wayne Gretzky question. Would Wayne Gretzky have scored as many goals as he scored if he didn't have uh, Dave Semenko or Marty McSorley on his team? Of course not. Um, I mean, those guys were invaluable to him. I mean, just look at the guys now. You know, I watch, uh, I watch uh, <laughs> my memory, the, the McDavid and Edmonton get, get, get hacked and whacked and, and abused all the time. You know, you look at Crosby. Crosby's missed how many games because of injuries that he wouldn't have he wouldn't have had if he played with those guys. And I mean, McSorley, you know, single handedly, I I believe, you know, took care of Gretzky for how many years? Uh, he was involved in the trade that he had to be involved yeah. in the trade. That's 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 well, that says all, right? So yeah, no, no, those guys were were valuable. And 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 you look at some skilled guys that don't have that protection, um, their careers weren't the same. So so yeah, definitely. A big part of Wingreski's success. Okay. Yeah. This, I, I'd I've... just like to um, add something. If anybody's listening and you're of a junior age hockey player, so 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, or 21, and you, you think you're good enough to play junior hockey uh, and you'd like to in, uh, in, in Canada, uh, send me a private message on my Facebook, which is just Andre Payette. Uh, my picture's there. And, uh, yeah, we'll see if we can get you a, a spot up here. Yeah, I didn't know you were. So you, so you're recruiting. I, I got to do everything. I, I coach the team. I recruit. Um, I'm the general manager as well. Um, so yeah, I, I even own a little bit of it. So uh, oh, yeah, cool. it's we uh, we had one in America in the series from Louisiana, uh, but uh, you know it, it's a it's a what was his it's, name? It's, what was his name? We have a we have a showdown in Louisiana. That's uh that's uh. They they're all hockey players too. I think they play for the. He was a goalie. He was 20, 20 years old. His name was Seth Daniels. Very very good goalie. Um, but yeah, um, I'm always looking to find new players. Um, you know, 
it's a it's a tough market, right? So, uh, but for an American, a chance to come play play in Alberta. Sorry, we practice every day, two hours a day, two games every week. Um, so yeah, it, it's a it's a it's a good it's a good it's a it's a great place to uh, to to get to dedicate to hockey. What's the uh, so what's what's the what's the criteria? What are the requirements? Um, I know a couple. Well, I, I know a I couple had, of juniors up a, there. I had a, I had a 15 year old. Um, most most of the players are 19 or 20, um, but uh, we can take 21 year olds as well. Um, you know, sometimes things just didn't work out, and guys need a second chance or uh, or whatnot. But you know, we we send we're sending guys to uh, on to uh, scholarships this year. Uh, one guy's that are going to have a pro tryout maybe. Uh, so yeah. It, uh, it's a, obviously a, a, a very good level of standard, and you know, kids can follow their dreams. That's great. I uh, we have I have a couple connections to some guys that actually are looking exactly for what you're saying right now. Um, I could definitely put them in touch with you as well. That would be fantastic. Absolutely, I know what one of them's looking. He's just looking to to be involved. He, he's a great hockey player. His name is Brendan Bouvier. He's a, fr- a friend of the network. He's how old is he? I think he might be. 20 maybe well, there'd be, there'd be there'd, he definitely would have a chance here yeah, yeah he's 20 i know a couple guys that have fit the age range so i could definitely reach out to them put you in, put them in contact with you for sure i would appreciate that because uh obviously we have kids we have, we're trying to i'm trying to bring a couple kids in from from europe for next year and we definitely want to have some americans as well so that'd be great well, look, I can, you know, we do these things live on Facebook and Twitter all the time. I could type up a, a ad for you and, and push it as much as you would like. I don't, you know, we're all about helping help, helping the hockey community for sure. And, you know, as just a thanks for coming all, we can push this thing until the end of the day. So if you give me all the information, we can do this up and I can send my guys towards you. Awesome. But uh, with that being said, Andre, thank you so much for coming on. Um Everyone in the area will appreciate it. Everyone remembers you. I'll talk Frank. Frank's on here very often. We also have a, if you go listen, I'll send you his episode. I'll tell you my last last Frankie story because it's a good one. Absolutely. So so my first, well, there's two of them. (laughs) The one time we were out at, I don't know where it was. It was, I think Prospectors. It's probably not even there there anymore, but it was a place in Jersey called Prospectors. And uh, I think we'd go every Thursday night, me, Frankie, Dave, McIsaac, and and the rest of them. And uh, there was a night where this this guy was 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 on to me, or one of the other young guys, um, and for for I don't know, looking at his girlfriend or something. And Frank, Frankie took this guy and put his head right right through a Pac-Man machine. <laughs> not, not not even not even like a little bit. The guy's head went through the Pac-Man machine. So he's a very 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 emotional guy. <laughs> We we had very good protection when we went out. Uh, anyways, when Frankie was there, he he was you know he was an awesome teammate. The other one was it was the last day of my first year in the, the day before my last game, uh, my first year with the Phantoms. And I hear the motorcycle outside. Like what the hell's going on? It's nine o'clock at night. Like right, he didn't park it. He drove it right up to the door. So what across the field, right up the front door. <laughs> So he uh, knocks on the door. He goes, uh, Pisey goes, uh, you're not allowed to get a penalty minute tomorrow. I'm like, what? He's like, I, I've led my team the last seven years in penalty minutes, and I'm going to this year too. 
So you're not allowed to get up because I was I was leading the team with penalty minutes. So the last game of the year, I wasn't allowed to get a penalty, <laughs> so that Frankie would would win the would have the most penalty minutes. But uh, I'll never forget that. That was a good that was a good one as well. He he has so he has a book coming out. Um, yeah, it, it's being written, and uh, it's it's <laughs> some. I talk to him probably once a week. Some of the stories that I hear about, and there's a million of them. Every single one of them are exactly like you just, it's just eye opening. Like this, this man is out of his mind. <laughs> oh my God. Great, well, great guy, yeah, though. Great guy, though. Yeah, no, he's fantastic. He's loyal and uh, he, he's great. I, I made some great friends there Frankie, Jimmy, um, you know. Uh, Dave McIsaac was was you know one of my best friends when I was there. Paul Healy, Brian Wiesenberg, I can go on and on. But uh, Neil Little was really I was close to when I played there as well. And, you know they were all great great guys, and it was a great time in my life. Probably, you know my my time the year we won the Calder Cup, we were, we were such a good team. Uh, we had everything. We had scoring. You know Peter White. We had you know um, we had toughness for sure. Uh, we had goaltending. Yeah. You know we had the best coach. You know Bill Barber. You know, leadership. We had John Stevens. I mean, you could go down and on. But you know, we were we were a real solid hockey team. Um, you know, and the way they brought the young guys on was great as well. You know, they they had us playing with not three young guys together. They'd have one young guy with two two older guys. So, so each line had a had a had a younger guy. So, you know, they brought us on great too. It was such a good time that year. It was awesome. Yeah, your guys' lineup was absolutely you know mind blowing. It was just just such a such a edgy and and there's talent, like you said. There's talent. There's there's physicality. And there's goal. And there's goaltending. I mean, it's the leadership, like you were saying. It's, yeah, I mean, it's it's something that it's something that both the Phantoms nowadays and the Flyers nowadays is absolutely lacking. Um, they need that type of they need that type of coaching, and they need that type of, of players. I mean, to be I, I believe they have the players. I just don't understand what's happening. Um, but only time will tell. Okay, well, listen. If like I said, you know, any uh, junior age hockey guys, uh, sixteen to twenty-one, that want the experience of playing junior in Canada and want to try to get a scholarship uh, or play pro, uh, I mean, we have a brand new rink up here. We have our we, the gym is great, uh, you know, and, and we skate two hours every day with with the opportunity to skate more, uh, two games every week, uh, and all our games are live streamed. So scouts and um, and people can, can see you play as well. So if you know anybody, send them my way, please. I absolutely will. And with that being said, Andre, I will send that over. I have the literally, I have it saved right now. I'm going to send it right when we go off air here. Um, with that being said, again, thank you so much for coming on. Um, all right. We will, I will definitely talk to you in the future. I do not want this to be the last time at all. So um, I will send you over everything right, well, with the audio and everything, and we'll go from there. I, I appreciate it. Thanks a lot, brother. God bless. Have a good day. Cheers. You too. Thanks a lot. Hey guys, Jesse from Flyers Alley. I'm here to tell you to head on over to www.bodycheckwellness.com and use our promo code OCS in all caps to save 25% on your hemp-derived CBD oils, functional mushroom blends, 
and edibles for you and your doggos. We all love Body Check Wellness in the alley. You guys will too.